Welcome to another episode of Elite Talk Show. I am your host, that is Syracuse, Sarah Visick. And is Danny Jordan all elite? No. But there are some others who may be, and you may be surprised by a few. Also, who got themselves in a little bit of hot water with Tony Khan over their promo? And did Cody Rhodes retire? Let's welcome our crew today. Representing Memphis, Daniel McKee, a.k.a. the Excuse Me Too champ, will be defending in just a couple weeks here, August 15th. It's about and time. Representing, and representing Florida, we have Orlando. Hey, everybody. Um, South Florida, just so y'all know. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We got a couple rumors of people who may be joining, may not be joining. Uh, the big one right now seems to be Adam Cole. Uh, everybody thought his contract expired early next year. Uh, then we found out it actually ended after Great American Bash. He extended it though through SummerSlam. Here we are, SummerSlam is just a couple weeks away. No new contract. Supposed to be meeting with Vince. Guys, do you think he resigns? Do you think he's all elite? Well, we'll see what kind of a negotiator he is. I mean, he's meeting with Vince at the SmackDown um, live taping. So we'll mm -hmm. see what he tries to say, you know. Uh, does he want that World Heavyweight Championship, the Universal Championship, the WWE Championship? Last I heard, he didn't even want to be on, you know, the Raw or SmackDown roster. I think he does. I think he just doesn't want to deal with the booking, maybe. I don't know. What say you? <laughs> Except for Bobby Lashley. Who would want to deal with the, with the booking? No. Well, you know what? Only one person is actually doing all right, and that's Riddle. Riddle is doing all right. I mean, but also you got to remember, he's kind of a comedy guy. So I think Vince loves comedy, well, and he does that you're right, and I mean, he's also been given the space to be himself, finally. So, I mean, if you would do that with more people, maybe you would have more, more characters that people are into. Who knows? Who is in charge of keeping up with contracts in WWE? Why aren't, haven't they been fired immediately? Or have they you, know what it, you know what it is? It's probably that Nick Khan, another Khan that's probably affecting WWE, that's probably even not realizing it. He just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> look, what, look what's happening right now. How many people have been released this year? Like, I mean, he's just like, that man is just like, he's look, doing the book. Look at the, past week. look at the past week or two. Ric Flair's gone. Bray Wyatt's gone. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. It's just, I don't, I don't know what Nick Khan's position is. I don't know if, whether it's just because of the fact they're trying to get the, trying to sell that way or something, but ugh, I, I don't know. NBC but, was upset about it, about Bray at uh, least. Yeah, Fox too. I mean, but look, 
Uh, we'll see what happens with Adam Cole. You know, I'm crossing my fingers that maybe we'll get all the leaders of Bullet Club to team together and then face, you know, Roman and the faction, you know. Mm-hmm. That because the only what the only place that's doing it right is SmackDown, in my opinion. I mean, like what they're doing with Roman and like you know, and with the women there, I feel like that's the only place that maybe he would like to go. I mean, it's prime time; it's on Fox, you know. You know, Pete Dunne's contract is expiring pretty soon too. <laughs> but no, I think he'll probably resign. I think like because he came. You know, because he builds NXT UK, he has some history, so I think he'll probably resign, you know. And plus, I don't know how the visa thing is, because he just moved with his family, so. Yeah, I, I see him staying. So he could always go back to UK as well if he really wanted, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think he should probably stay put. Not that he wouldn't do well in AEW, but, I mean, with so many new names, you know, coming in, Pete Dunne would be an awesome new younger talent, but, I mean, you'd also even have to – figure out where he fits in with malachi black coming in like you know i mean he's obviously being booked pretty strong we'll get to that later i'm sure but yeah but we'll see like i think now what's happening i think there's going to be a lot of people that's going to probably hold WWE. be like you want to keep me you want to keep me how about we do this so and you know rick flair's rumored to be going to aew as well he was rumored to be backstage wednesday night of course I mean, his son-in-law is there, so I wouldn't be surprised. And I, but there is reports that he's not friends with the the other horse four horsemen. So I mean, but you know something? At least with AEW, I think they could probably heal wounds. I'm hoping so because I think that's what fans would like as like a reunion of the four horsemen. So I mean, worst case scenario, since they have to work together, I mean, there's going to be two separate shows. That could be it, you know. Or they have their segment a little bit earlier than somebody else has their segment later. And plus, I don't know if uh, Art Anderson is going to, is he going to manage his son? Or is he going to, after like Cody, well, when we get to Cody, that's, we'll probably, I'll yeah. probably ask that question later. So, but. Yeah. Uh, there's also a couple other stars rumored to be backstage uh, this week at Dynamite Homecoming. Uh, one former WWE and one former Impact. Uh, WWE. Tony Meese was backstage at Homecoming, as well as Kier Hogan from Impact. I would, uh, you know what? I think Kier Hogan was signed because her, her girlfriend is there, Diamante. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could see her sign. You know, I don't, I don't know who she'll. I don't know if they, you want to put her like in the main feud or something. I mean, so like or like put her like for the belt or something. I don't know. You know, maybe they do another you know tag team tournament, and maybe they have her team with. Diamante replace Ibelis. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that would be hot. Like a tag team that are lovers. Hey. <laughs> I'm with it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, yeah, they're, they're, de- they're definitely not going to do it with the men, but the women, no. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Tony Anissa is pretty good. I mean, you know, just another super talented wrestler they would have around. They just collect talent everywhere they go. I don't see him. I don't know how far he would go on, on Dynamite, but I mean, who knows? He could be well, a good, I mean, he could, pro- he could be good on dark elevation or, you know, maybe not winning every week, but not losing every week either. Just kind of one of those middle of the road, win a bunch, lose a bunch. Yeah, I hate to use <laughs> the word jobber for like somebody who's actually a re- really talented wrestler, but, you know, they would have a job, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but you never know. Maybe they'll put him with somebody and then they become a tag team. So you never know. 
Uh, speaking of jobs, somebody may have been close to losing their job. Max Caster. Ooh. Yeah, there's, there's no good way to spin that one. You're just going to have to sit down for a minute. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. You, know, you can hear Tony Khan when he's talking about the incident. He just sounded really annoyed. Not really pissed off, but you know, like that disappointed father. You know, that kind of tone. Where he's like, you know, when we film dark, you know, sometimes the backstage, you know, doing, you know, directing promos or editing promos. But they don't always pay attention because now I'm going to have to edit Dirk and Dirk Elevation as well. So. Now, now, mind you, you have to think about this. Now, with the Sammy Grobar incident, he just said something in a podcast that everybody hated. Max Caster said something that's very personal that could have gotten them bad publicity. Multiple. Not only that. Huh? Multiple things, not just one. Yeah, exactly. And also now you're making your boss do more work. So, <laughs> so now I'm, I, I don't know how Tony Collins going to be. Like, I don't know if he's going to have him. They're going to start making him lose or they're going to disband like the acclaim now. I mean, he said he, he would usually, you know, listen to, or at least, you know, hear the main points of Max's, you know, entrances. This just happened to me the week where he was busy and didn't listen to it ahead of time. Mm. Yeah. But, but the, like, but the, here's the thing, though. So nobody edits dark or dark elevation. That should have been like or the so first day. Be, or that, somebody just I, said, you know what, whatever, and let it go. No, no, no. Sorry. Somebody lost their job. That's probably why Tony Khan has to do it now, until he'll probably find a new person. and be like, do not let anything slide. You let me know. So he'll probably be like that. It's a good point. Know. I mean, they are sitting on that material for, what, five or six days before they air it. So, I mean... Somebody should have yeah. caught that. Not that he should have said it, and not that it's okay that he said it, but you know, yeah, we should have mm -hmm. never seen it. Yeah, I don't think we should have never seen it. Uh, we have the announcement of our Rampage broadcast team. See how you guys feel about. You know, I've always kind of thought the three-man booth was a little tough. Rampage, you have a four-man booth. You're going to have Taz. You're going to have Excalibur. You're going to have Chris Jericho. And Mark Henry, and Mark Henry will also be conducting the interviews on Rampage. How do you guys feel about that team? I, I don't know. I just maybe because it's just like the beginning, so probably they're trying to make it big because they're waiting for August twentieth. So I think after maybe this first show, maybe they'll go by like a two or three man booth. Maybe I don't know. It kind of makes more sense for me when you're doing dark and uh, dark elevation because you do have multiple hours going on. So you can say, hey, you take kind of more take the reins on the first hour or, you know, or maybe you've got certain wrestlers that you research and that you end up talking about more. But to have four commentators on a one hour show, I don't it seems like it's a lot. But, um, you know, if anyone can pull it off, it's AEW. Uh, they do a pretty good job. And obviously, I think Jericho is not going to be there all the time. So. Yeah. Maybe just for the first one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, number two, he'll have to be there just uh, for that big old surprise. I mean, we'll probably get into that. <laughs> the Cookie Monster? Cookie. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, Impact star Jordan Grace uh, says she's disappointed that women are not going through the Forbidden Door at the rate you see men going through. 
Yep. You know, I haven't thought about it, but she's right. And especially the amount of women that they have that they don't really use. Like, uh, I think somebody posted it. It's like, why are they giving us their secondary women? Where if, if we wanted somebody from AEW Prime, they should have given, like, I mean, like, for me, the match should have been the Bunny versus Chris Statlander. I don't know why they need Chris Statlander on the sidelines. She could have probably been easily been able to um, go to the pay-per-view. They would have promoted it on TNT for more people to purchase the pay-per-view. I mean, it, because they didn't even say it in commentary, which is so weird. Might depend who's available that day, too. Yeah, I just, I don't. I don't get their logic. I mean, this is like it, this is the reason why it's just like the a lot of people are critical with them when it comes to their women's booking. Regardless of the fact they they don't have like stars, they could have built them and like using them only for like dark and dark elevation. It's I'm sorry, it's tacky. And it's just like I get for the fact you have like other stables and men. Like you could add women to your stables as well to help them out. Yeah. I agree. I wish they had more. I mean, we've we've all been saying this for like, but basically the entire time they they have existed. I will say though that uh, Dark and Dark Elevation gets some pretty good numbers on on YouTube. Like even after just a couple of days, I noticed that their most recent uh, episode of Dark Elevation had like three hundred fifty thousand views or something like that. So at least you know, even though it's not part of the of I guess what we would call you know the main roster on on dynamite uh they are getting a lot of eyeballs on them and that's good mm -hmm. uh, but why do i not have diana Perazzo versus Britt baker in my life with a screen dq finish like why do i not have that in my life why don't you throw thunder rosa in that crazy mix and I, just give thunder rosa all the belts yeah Britt Brit doesn't need a belt i, I think she's been for a long time still but she doesn't need it but no, but I think their match is going to be Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. I think that's their big women's match. The Oni's winning match, which they could have been like two or three more. I don't know. I, that's how I feel. I don't know. I just, I feel some type of winner when it comes to the women. You know, it's just like they could easily be a part of the show. They could have more than just one match. I just, I don't know. You know, if we don't get a special like Halloween edition of Dynamite or Impact, you know, if they don't do something, and if we don't get Rosemary versus Abaddon, what are we even doing? That, exactly. It's just like, I don't, yeah, I just don't get it. And now Sue Young is uh, is now back in Impact. She now has uh, Kimberly as her tag team partner. She's uh, she's now playing like a dead bride. So they're going to be a tag team. So they're mm -hmm. facing, they'll probably be the next team to face uh, Rosemary and Havoc, which is a supernatural type of tag team, I bet. Because they all have history. Well, Sue in with uh, Rosemary and Havoc, if you've been watching Impact. So, and now she has a tag team partner, which is you know. Yeah, give me all the spooky women stuff all day. If mm -hmm. you're not gonna do it with the men, give it to me with the ladies, please. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, I just don't get it. But, but at but, the same time, if we do that, and that becomes their main storyline, then we then we'll complain that the only thing that they're featuring is all the spooky stuff and not all the awesome wrestlers they have. I can see it now. I can see myself doing this now, <laughs> asking for it and then complaining about it later, like a true wrestling fan. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, they didn't throw it right. Well, <laughs> they should have done. Let's talk. We're going to upset Orlando here for a moment. Let's Good. talk about the elite promo. From Wednesday, Blah. Blah. all the 
All the little hidden Easter eggs. Have awesome. No, no. Yeah. When people were explaining it online, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that they included Flair in that, though. You know? Flair and Bray Wyatt. I was just like, okay. Yeah, Gallows in a Ric Flair robe is very interesting to me. Wait, I think so it's very we, funny. So Anderson couldn't think of somebody to put like a like you know like an outfit for. I just I felt bad that he was like the odd man out. No, his his outfit meant something. I can't I can't remember what it was. But I believe it was. I believe I saw that it was uh, something with the Bollywood boys back when they were in Japan. Oh yeah, really? Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, not mm -hmm. not really. Sorry. He could have done a little bit bigger, sorry. What kind of excites me, I know it excites a few people. Carl Anderson was wearing another, you know, elite squad, almost like a Toon Squad kind of sweatshirt. I'm still waiting for Pro Wrestling Tees to release some Toon Squad, or Elite Squad t-shirts. I oh, want they're going to do that. <laughs> dude, if, but if you do that, like, that's, an, that's another forbidden door of merchandise, because then you have to get into all kinds of jerseys. And I'm, mm -hmm. hey, I'm all about it. Give me, no. Give me, don't get me wrong. I want I mean, dark order jerseys. I mean, it's 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 um kind of happening. I mean, like I have a feeling yeah. by the end of the door, like the door will probably be wide open soon. So the door is going to be in the fireplace pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody has to think their strategy because all these companies are. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, Hiroshi, freaking Tanahashi's coming. Like, it, like it's there is no door. Like the the ace is on the way, y'all. It's going down. It's here now. I, I'm I'm still waiting for Okada. Like I like I swear to God that the day that either Okada or Kota Ibushi shows up, I will absolutely freak out, and that will be that one when when we know that we are about to really see some shit go down. I mean, Jay White is in Impact, so yeah. So I'm just waiting for like Ring of Honor to get into this type of conversation. <laughs> that, that it won't happen. I. I can't think of his name. The guy that owns Ring of Honor and Tony Khan don't get along. Dave Honor. Yes. Oh, uh, come on now. So let's say come on, you, come on, you trashy bucks. Come on now. You can help. Uh, you can help out your company. Help out Ring of Honor. They're the ones that helped you uh, get in the map. Dumb bucks. Security. <laughs> just give me Dan Housen. I just need Danhausen in my life, even if you can only figure it out just for Danhausen and for nobody else. That would be just perfect. If Dan if Danhausen only gets one match in AEW, who do you want him to face? I mean, he had a great match with Orange Cassidy on the Indies. I think it should probably be seen by every everyone else. I mean, I I actually want to see him against Eddie Kingston because I think Eddie Kingston don't take BS, and he's kind of <laughs> that that silly type of BS. Yeah, I don't think he likes that too much, though. He's a good wrestler, though. He is a good wrestler. He, he, yeah. he, combine, he combines it all very well. <laughs> what about Junta Guerrero? Do you guys like that match with Jericho? I know there's a couple botches in the beginning. But you know what? He wasn't too bad for you know his age and not having wrestled in a while. Well, okay. I don't know if it's because of nerves or maybe it's been... I don't know how long has it been since they wrestled each other. So maybe they were just... They forgot how to like flow with each other because I don't know if um, they kind of feel each other out before the show because I don't know if they do practice or something. I don't think, or they just talk it out. I don't know. So. I mean, we definitely got more out of Guerrero than I expected. Yeah. 
Hey, it's yeah. fun for what it was. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can put a lot of expectation on a match like that. I mean, um, mm-hmm. they are yeah. they are definitely shells of of their former self, unfortunately, uh, physically. But they, you know, they still had a compelling match and a Judas effect off the top rope is really freaking cool and it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, I was hoping for a lion salt, but I mean, oh, that's also maybe a little bit of wishful thinking for fifty year old Jericho to be doing backflips off the top rope. I was, you know, I was rooting for it. I was ready for I don't it. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. Um, I don't think he wants to do it. I don't think he wants to botch anything. So <laughs> he's like, I've already taken my huge bump this year. Thank you very much. We're done. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. We got new number one contenders. Uh, two different new number one contenders uh, this week. Uh, Christian is now the number one contender for the AEW World Title. Uh, maybe we see that all out. Uh, we got new... No. Mm, oh. no. Well, we'll explain it. Just get to the other one, and then we'll explain it. Oh, we got two more. Uh, we have new Impact Tag Championship number contenders. Uh, Dark Order, Steve Grayson, Evil Uno. And, of course, new NWA World for Women's Championship, Layla Hirsch. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I think, Christian, I think that's probably going to be... The in two weeks, so uh, mm-hmm. next week. I'm sorry, on the 20th of of, of August, because I think they want to have like a big uh, title match for Chicago. You know, that would probably mm-hmm. be a good match. You know, TV for match Rampage. and then for Rampage, mm-hmm. and then like, mm-hmm. and then um, the ending will probably say it all. Like, if it happens, you know, <laughs> it's going. And, There's uh, no way it's not happening. There's no way I, it's not happening. Listen, listen, you know, they could, they could, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I hope it does happen because if it does not happen, people are going to be pissed. I mean, so it, it would be the worst troll in the world for them to not come through on that one. If they do that and she does not show up, I bet you there's going to be NXT chance or WWE chance. Hey Chicago, if you're gonna, if any crowd's gonna tell you how it is, is it's the Chicago crowd. So uh, it's got to yeah. be going down. You know it's gonna happen. Kenny's gonna uh-huh. beat Christian. Punk's gonna yeah. show up, or whatever they're gonna call. Him. I mean, what are they gonna call him? No, he has his name. He could call him. He has his name. Punk. Yeah. No, no, he's not dumb when it comes to his name. He he has his name. All right. Yeah. So WWE doesn't own that name. So. That's why I he's been know. calling himself CM Punk still outside of WWE. So, as far as for the Impact titles, I didn't, I didn't think I was like, why is it that they're facing the Dark Order? But then I realized because they were both got pinned. So I was yeah. like, oh, that explains it. So, um, Stu Grayson and Doc Ellis had gotten both double counted out during the elimination mm-hmm. match. So Carl Anderson did get pinned. Yeah. I think Impact is not going to allow that because I think their big match is going to be, of course, um, Finn Juice or yeah. somebody else from New Japan to face the Good Brothers because that's going to be the story because I think... Um, Zack Sabre and Taichi, come on. Let's do it. Oh, that should be good. Mm-hmm. That should be good. My um, guy with the hair. Yeah. And then the NWA women's title, that visual... Of Layla Hirsch and Camille, you know, I was like, "Damn, this woman's tall." How many non-NWA 
typical watchers are going to tune just for, I got to see the tall girl versus the short girl. To see the pay for yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll help them with some bias. Mm-hmm. But, but also the question is, is it's like, is Leda Hurts going to be used on Dynamite to help the um, NWA pay-per-view, you know? Or is Camille going to have a match at uh, Dyna, uh, in Dynamite to help promote the pay-per-view as well? So that's, maybe that's another each. thing right there. Say what? So maybe a little bit of each. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I mean, because, like, a lot of people are just like, why is it Layla Hirsch? She's just like, and somebody got pissed. It's like second, uh, like a secondary woman. Like, I wanted, like, Red Velvet. I wanted, like, uh, Chris Statlander. Like, could you imagine Chris Statlander versus Camille? Those two are, like, the same height. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, do you think that we're building towards eventually some sort of clash of champions amongst all these different, you know, kinds of promotions and stuff because like can you um, imagine the the really cool stuff that they can do especially if you if new japan is fully on board um i think it's going to be more i think it's going to be more like worlds collide yeah i will say this tony khan did register a trademark for a show called battle of the belts there you go Mm -hmm. I mean, because, like, also, we have to think about, like, AAA. Like, it's just, like, are they going to bring some of their males and females over? We haven't really seen them. I mean, except, you know, certain wrestlers, you know. Give me a Laredo kid. Yeah. It's just that this pandemic is kind of, like, halting a lot of things. I think that's another thing that we have to think about. It's just, like, like, Japan and Mexico, they're probably not able to cross or leave the country because of COVID. So it's just, like... It's just unfortunate, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two things about the main event here. Uh, first off, phenomenal entrance by Malachi Black. That is a great Oh, no, entrance. That, that entrance was, yeah. Uh, if you look on the Titan Tron, you know, you can see the words House of Black. Man, I hope that's a faction name. I hope, you know, he becomes leader of a faction. Because that would be a great faction name, House of Black. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he did see Brody King at uh, PWG, and then, like, Brody King was just like, I'll follow you wherever you go, brother. So, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I wouldn't – I mean, now that Bray Wyatt's kind of released, I mean. How cool would it be to see Bray as part of a faction where somewhere else is, someone else is a leader and then eventually build that story of, like, I'm used to being in charge? Or he could be just be like the monster that he wanted to be, like how the fiend was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could just like think of a lot of things that you could do with this. It's just like it's, it's there. You I'm know? not ready to let go of of the Mister Rogers gimmick though. It's so good. No, I, I'm sorry, you have to let that go now. I no, I not- don't. <laughs> no, I don't. What if we spell Firefly Funhouse with a Y instead of the I in fire? No, that's lame. They're gonna have to do something else. But no, it, it, they'll have to call it something else if they do. But I mean, I don't. It's such a. I'm just so fond of that gimmick. It's so great. No, no, everybody loves that gimmick. It's just they like screwed it up. So monumentally, I can pinpoint the day that they started to screw up the fiend. I remember it. It was a raw. It was like August. I want to say it was the. It was about this time uh, in 2019. When they were had first started doing the gimmick, since we're talking about Bray real quick, 
And they, you know, they used to bring him on every other week. You wouldn't hear from him. And then they did it two weeks in a row, and it seemed redundant. And I went, oh, no. WWE is going to do that thing where they find something good, and then they hammer it down your throat over and over again until it's not cool. And then everyone gets upset. And that's what happened. But I think that I think it was his match with Seth Rollins. I believe it was Royal Rumble. The... Hell, it wasn't Hell in a Cell. It was like a no DQ match or whatever, and it ended in a no contest. No, it had to be the Hell in a Cell because uh, oh, Hell in a Cell was horrible. Yeah, whatever match no, was that ended in no contest. I that, think for me, I think for me the the when I think it was going to be like I think it was going to be affecting the fiend was when the Firefly Funhouse did that one segment where he was feeding Vince McMahon money. I was just like, he's, he doesn't really need the title. I mean, like, he could face other people. I mean, so, because I like kind of almost the dynamic about, like, him changing people, you know? So, yeah. I don't Moving on. Yes. We get, you know, Cody Rhodes absolutely destroyed and demolished by Malachi Black. That move off the top rope where Cody fell through the table, just, holy crap, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I just like how Malachi Black is just like waiting for him. And then he just comes in, he just waits, and then Black Mass. You know, I will say this too. I think the argument of Cody not putting people over has to stop. He's put over a bunch of young talent now. He, aside from Chris Jericho and never – being able to get the belt, that stays true, which I believe it will. He's put over MJF. He's put over Darby Allen, and now he's put over Malachi Black. He's putting mm-hmm. people over. It just has to be the right spot. He put Brody over. Rest in peace. Yes, Brody. Brody I, Lee as well. I, I don't think it's about like putting people over. I think it's more the story that he's telling. Like that stupid storytelling of the American flag and everything, and doing a patriot. Uh, like a patriotic type of like uh, like matchup for uh, what was the last paper? Um, Double or nothing? Yeah, yeah, it's just like no, that was not necessary. I'm sorry, like Anthony Gogo is like he was not like that type of because like he's like teaming up with other Americans. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense, you know. I it, I don't. I think that that storyline maybe just necessary maybe just wasn't quite for us um, or, or maybe anybody for that matter. But uh, I, I would like to see it from, from the UK perspective and how cool they thought it was, or if they thought it was. No, they hated it. Hated it. Yeah. Because if you listen to uh Russell Orlando talk, speaks uh, for the entire country. No, no, no. But no, I actually listened to Russell talk. They hated it. The, the oh, that's like, a British guy, you know, in our podcast group, Orlando's one speaking for Britain. No, but I mean, like, uh, everybody hated it. Like, like, not everybody loved it. I, w- I actually want to meet somebody that loved it. Please, comment to us. Tell yeah, us nobody, why you loved it. Nobody loved that. Okay. I was, I, I was, I was trying to find the positives in this. No. Uh, what do you guys think about the Cody Fail. Rhodes teasing retirement, or is he retired? Well, I think no. maybe he's – I don't think he's retiring, but the thing is they're bringing in a lot of people. So technically, he won't be needing his spot, or he needs to give his spot away. You know, 
He's now a new dad. I think he wants to be with his wife and his child. Maybe he just wants to just do back backstage stuff, you know. He's going to also be doing like the, what is that new show um, on CBS? Yeah, he's doing the Go Home show, the second season, and he's got a reality show coming out. Go Big Show. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think probably in the future, like if uh, uh, Stephen Amell's show gets picked up for a second season, he may... He's good friends with Stephen Amell, so he'll probably be doing a starring role there. So well, he's also getting his own reality show, isn't he? Yeah, him and Brandy. Yeah, so I mean, hey, he's done a lot for them. Uh, he's done. He's sorry, he's taken the bumps. He's uh, he's written himself uh, out of you know contention for the for the AEW title. Um, I don't understand why people. I mean, people need someone to hate on, I guess, and eventually, you know. Over time with AEW, like, you know, people are going to need something to complain about. We're wrestling fans. So I think he, know, I think he knows what he's doing. And but for, uh, I think, wish him all I, think he, I think he, you know, sticks around till maybe, maybe they all out, they do some other kind of big match and then he goes away for a while. Yeah. But for me, if he's ever going to retire, I think one time at least he should just face for the heavyweight championship once. He's not going to retire. No, no, no. I'm not saying now. I'm saying when he does retire. He's 36 like, hey, years old. I know that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm on your side here. I'm, staying, I'm not wait, saying you're not. I'm just saying it out loud in case the people at home don't know. <laughs> but no, what I'm trying Same to say team. is like when like maybe in 10 years, maybe in like five to 10 years, if he decides to retire, you know, at least one championship match. I think he deserves it. I did find it interesting that he admitted to having problems with the Bucks finally because they tried to squash that and act like it wasn't a thing, even though everyone definitely knew that it was a thing. But I'm I'm sorry, but when you're booking a TV show, like a wrestling show, of course you're going to be butting heads. There's sometimes you don't agree with certain things. Maybe but he admitted it. to it in that promo, and I thought that was I thought mm-hmm. that was uh, very much overlooked by everybody. Of course. Uh, last little bit here before we call it quits for the night. AEW has hit over 1 million viewers. Four weeks in a row now. Yeah. Now the question is, the question is... Competition's knocking. But the question is how Rampage is going to do. That's the other thing. Like Fridays at 10, that's going to be a hard sell. If they at least could get like 500 to 600, like... Like six, uh, like five hundred to six hundred thousand viewers. That's mm-hmm. that's a good for a Friday night. That's prime time for West Coast, though. They'll get that the first night. They'll get it the second week. It's the third week that's going to be key. Mm-hmm. And plus, if it's supposed to be like a like an additional women's show, which I'm sorry, but they should have started building a women's division if they were thinking about that. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, this this secondary show is probably going to help out a lot of the talent so they get more TV time. And maybe it'll help them when it comes to, like, like you know, scheduling some matchups for, like, dark and elevation so that they could show it the next uh, following week, you know. But, you know. But, yeah, yeah like, uh, good to hear that AEW is doing a million. So we'll just see if they'll beat Raw. <laughs> it's coming eventually. It is coming. All right, so that will do it here. Us do it for us here tonight. There we go. Uh, you, you've seen our 
our socials and ways to find us scrolling down at the bottom all show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Sarah BBE. Uh, of course, find the main show page on Twitter at BuckleBomb ENT. Daniel, where can I find you? DMC Grizzle on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, all the good stuff. That's, you know, that's where you find the champ. Got to challenge him. You got to find him and challenge him. Come on now. I'm going to lose so horribly. Just, no, I'm not. I'm going to win. August, August 15th. Don't be negative like that. Don't you dare. I'm not going to allow you to do that. August 15th, Luke's 7 p.m. Eastern. August 15th. That'll be the next excuse, excuse Me 3 trivia through the decades. And you can follow me guys at Twitter. Oh, uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Orly1985 underscore BBE. Hopefully, I change my Twitter handle one of these days. I'll have to decide. <laughs> it's pretty good. Have a good night, everyone. Bye.